So before I get into this episode, I just wanted to come on to say that last week when I had Faith Downs on, I didn't realize it at the time during or after recording. Um, Shane actually told me about it the night of recording. I was laying in bed. He texted me saying he was listening to the episode, but he could barely hear Faith. Um, to which I responded that I think she's like a little more soft spoken than me, but he said, no, dude, I really cannot hear her. Um, so I looked at the microphone and saw that I didn't have my two way audio on the microphone. I use is a blue Yeti. Um, it's got like a four way audio setting on it. You just turn the knob and it changes up, you know, where the audio is received in from. And since I've been doing these Friday shows, I've only had it set to one way audio. So it was kind of an oversight on my part last week to not set it to two-way because Faith and I were sitting across from each other when we were talking. So I just wanted to apologize to Faith for one for not making it so she was as clear as I was. That wasn't my intention at all. Um, I also wanted to say sorry to everyone that had to kind of crank their uh, volume up on their headphones or computer, laptop, whatever, so they could um, hear her better. I uh, already have a note here on my mic stand to make sure that I check it before every show just because... I don't want the two-way on when I'm doing it solo because you could pick things up like the dog or anything that's going on inside the house. Um, but I, I do want to make sure that people know that I, I I know that there was an issue with last week's episode, which was unfortunate because it was such a good episode. But um, yeah, I, I do have it noted and I will make sure that I don't have that issue again. Um, just kind of those little hurdles that we have to uh, go over when we're doing things like these. But anyways... Um, Enjoy the show. Leading up to the episode that I did with Faith and um, the week that's followed that, I've been seeing more of um, environmental stuff, of course, because I've been following more of those pages and we, her and I have been sending stuff back and forth to each other. Um, but I've also been seeing a lot of stuff from like animal rights pages. I said in the podcast that I follow a page called Karmagawa on Instagram, but I saw someone repost something from PETA the other day um, that really caught my attention. It was really fucked up too. It was, um, I think from the PETA Asia page on Twitter, and it was posted too by the CEO or the president of PETA. I can't remember her name, but it was about, it, it was, it was, it wasn't about, it was a video of them they were showing you the process of like what they do to create leather and meat and everything from cows over in Asia. And whoever was working in this factory was, it was really brutal. I almost don't want to describe it, but basically um, just to like quickly summarize it without saying too much about it, just in case anyone's got a weak stomach, um, they would like hit the cows over the head with a hammer and then they would like cut them open and gut them while they were alive. And it was really, really, really fucked up because you could just see like the animals struggling and there's like nothing they could do. I've seen a whole bunch of videos like that, like whales, um, bears, dogs. It's really, really fucked up. Um, and so I tweeted PETA back just asking um, them, and this is something that I, I said to Faith too, um, kind of what what is your take on like I guess mass-produced meat like something that you get at the grocery store versus something like Faith said that you could get at a farmer's market from like a local family farm 
And so they responded back to me with a link to um, the, the, their president talking about quote unquote humane meat. And um, they basically made it sound like I said that it was humane. So I, I watched the video and a lot of it did make sense. Um, even though like their whole perspective on everything is if you're not vegan, there's something wrong with you, which I completely disagree with. So I watched the video and then I responded back saying that I never said it was humane either way, you know, cause something is dying. So I, nothing about that is really humane either way. Um, but you have to like any rational person, vegan or not vegan can admit that or should be able to admit that something like, how do I explain it? I don't, if anyone listening to this saw it, the, the remake of it, when, um, the kid was, when they were all kids, when he was in the barn working with his grandpa and they were like killing the sheep, they had like a steel rod that it was basically like a gun with like a CO2 cartridge in it. And when you pulled the trigger, it would just plunge the steel rod like in and out of their brain. So it was like instantaneous, like no pain, just instant death, no suffering, no torture. So I, I basically said, isn't something like that significantly better than like j just all the stuff that they would post in those videos of animals. Basically they're being tortured. Like they're being beyond tortured, I would say. So that, that was the point that I was trying to make and no one answered, but it's something I would like to talk more about just because I feel like meat production and veganism is up there with like a lot of that other controversial stuff where like it's either you do what I think you should do or like you're wrong. Because I scrolled through PETA's Twitter and I did follow them because um, I get it. I understand what they're trying to do, but I don't like how like companies can't just present stuff to people anymore. They always got to try to push some sort of agenda that they have. And PETA's is just to like not eat meat. Like, be vegan. They, they're tweeting to people like, oh, this is why you should go vegan, or this is why we're vegan. Like, that's great, but I kind of compare it, like, when we go to the baseball games, there's always some guy uh, standing on the corner, like, preaching to people. And people are just walking by him. Because you're not really presenting anyone with anything. You're just kind of telling them how they should be. And people aren't going to listen to you if you do anything like that. I mean, look at, fuck look at politics, look at how people interact with each other on college campuses or at groceries. Like you can't just tell people what to do or what to be. You have to, if you want to at least try to change someone's mind, like your goal shouldn't be to tell people what to do. It should be to try to change someone's mind based on a belief that you have that is going to benefit somebody if they, if they were to change like their lifestyle. I get it. I think that there's nothing wrong with eating meat. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to like wean off of red meat just to see like how it impacts my blood work next time I have it done. I'm just curious. But the fact that people will say or that people in PETA or even, you know, normal people in general will go to the length and say, that if you eat meat, that something is wrong with you. I just think that's very, like, 
when I watched the video that she did, that she dropped quite a few blanket statements in there that I didn't really like because, like, you're an organization. You shouldn't be using blanket. No one should be using blanket statements. Um, I, I just think it's it's a poor way to do business and try to spread a message. That's why people hate PETA. That's why people joke about PETA is because all they do is blanket statement everything and they tell people how they should live their life. And then they say shit like, if you're not a vegan, there's probably most likely something wrong with you. I just think that's a very poor practice for a business to have. And I get that they're popular with people that like are on their side of things. And I just think like open-minded people like myself, I just don't really click with the whole, why are you telling me? Like, I, I get why you're telling me what to do, but you shouldn't be telling people what to do. That's basically what I'm trying to get down to. And I was just trying to point out that there's really two different sides of this story that they're presenting. They're basically saying that it's all like that, that it's, it's all torture and it's all inhumane. And I, I do agree that it's inhumane if something is dying, like there's nothing humane about that. But from what I've experienced in my life, I lived out west for a while and, you know, we kind of toured the whole state that we lived in and there was a lot of Native American tribes that, you know, they had later generations that were alive in those areas. But those kids that were, you know, maybe a decade older than me at the time were just telling us stories about how, you know, my, I, I went hunting with my parents and my grandparents and, you know, when we killed an animal, there was a level of respect that we had for it because we understood that it was being used for a greater purpose for us, you know, and I, I do get that. And I, I, that it's, that's how I look at it. Like I'm eating an animal because it's benefiting me. It's giving me nutrition, but when it comes to that whole factory, like assembly line style of just making food. Um, and I agreed with faith on a lot of this. It's just really, it's just poor practice. And when I see people doing that stuff to animals and it, I, I was having a conversation with a friend about this last night, it just makes you think like if, if they're going to treat an animal that way behind closed doors, like what would they do with like a baby or like a domestic pet at home? Like what if these people have fucking like dogs or cats or like, what is their perspective on everything else when it's just out of the workplace and just out in, in their home or their neighborhood or whatever? Like, how do they feel about people in general? That's like a really, really kind of abstract and disturbing thought that I had. But anyways, on a brighter note, uh, and I don't know too much about this, um, Oakland legalized a bunch of drugs the other day and I'm going to Google this right now because I had a footnote that I wanted to talk about it um, but where is it where is it okay so they legalized shrooms and it wasn't uh, I think Colorado was the first one to do that and I got the article right here okay um, so first they legalized pot of course and now they legalize shrooms which includes I believe that I saw ayahuasca and peyote were in there too. Um, and ayahuasca is something I heard about or I hear about quite a bit from um, a, a little bit sometimes on Rogan's podcast, but I hear a lot about it from 
Aubrey Marcus's podcast. He's one of the other guys that owns On It with Joe Rogan. Um, they're a, like a fitness supplement company if anyone's interested in checking them out. But I think that, I, and I really don't know how this is going to work because I live in New York and I, I just don't, I see this happening, but in New York, I see there being just like a huge, like New York is very strict on guns and weapons and drugs in general. So I think that it's going to be really tough to see this sort of, I don't want to say progress, but this sort of, I don't know what the word is. I I just don't see it happening here in quite a while. Um, the, the CBD thing is great. I think it helps a lot of people. Um, I do think that they should legalize pot. I don't smoke myself, but I really have no issue with anyone doing these kind of drugs as long as it's not something like heroin or coke where you're just going to end up dying um that's i i don't think there's ever been a case like that where someone did shrooms or ayahuasca or smoked pot and they died unless something was laced with one of those drugs that should be illegal um i mean really people like people are going to do it anyways so if they're going to do it like shouldn't we at least have a system in place where people can you know know that they're getting something that's safe that isn't laced with a bunch of toxic shit. Yeah, that's my soapbox. Um, I saw this thing the other day. It was an article about Lori Laughlin, the mom from Full House that sent her daughter to, well, she didn't send her daughter to school. She um, paid to get her daughter into school. I saw that uh, she was going to be facing up to 40 years in jail. And that's just like the kind of the window of her sentence. Um, but I saw people arguing about like the whole sentencing and I just got really confused. I, I don't think that people, especially people that are our age know how like the legal system works because we haven't had much experience with it, I would assume. Um, but the, the fact that all she did really, and I know it's a lot bigger than I'm, excuse me, going to make it sound, but all she really did was pay off like an admissions person or something at, um, I think it was, what was it? USC, um, $500,000 bribe. Um, it's really not that big of a deal. Like you, you, you bribed a college so your kid could get in. I think where it gets tough is that in a lot of these cases where parents did this is that it took opportunities away from kids that actually deserve to get in. What I don't understand is, and if I believe I'm talking about the right person, Lori Laughlin's daughter had like, she was like a makeup beauty influencer and she was making like a shitload of money on the internet. So I don't get why you would even want to go to school in the first place. Um, it's just dumb. Like, and this is, I'm a little biased because I don't like the college system, but why would you... If your child is in that situation where, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, feeding off the fact that they're your daughter, so they kind of have some sort of influence on social media in the first place, which is fine, you know, but the fact that you would think that she has to go to school, even though she's got all this money, like clearly she's doing something right. Like, yeah, you're Lori Laughlin's daughter, but... You got to be you got to be doing something to be able to make that sort of money. 
Like you're not, you're not getting to that place just by riding off coattails. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, um, a related report claims Laughlin's confident she and Giuliani will Giannulli, sorry, won't be found guilty and will avoid prison. Each of the two charges against her carry up to 20 years in prison. So she's got two charges. I don't think this article says what the charges are. Um, okay, here we go. Pleading not guilty to mail fraud, money laundering, conspiracy charges in April. Um, so 20 up to 20 years each. Uh, so my lack of knowledge with criminal justice would be, you know, if the judge is a dick that he would, uh, he or she would give her the max on both of them. I think that's a little excessive. Um, there's people in prison that fucking rape and murder that get out in like 12 years. So I think that 40 years, the fact that it's even a maximum of 20 for each, just based off of what she did is ridiculous. It should be maybe like two, three years at the most. Um, just based off of what she did. It's not like she went into an admissions office with a Glock and pointed it in someone's face until they said that they would let her kid into school. All she did was pay him money. Should she have done it? No. Should anyone use their money to advance anyone or themselves in life? No, but it happens and there should be a punishment. But I think that even the fact that there's a, a chance that she could get 40 years is just nuts. Like I said, three, four, five years max. It's, it's nuts. It's ridiculous. Um, it was this here. Those who believe Laughlin's white collar crime doesn't warrant four decades in prison compared to perpetrators of violence. Mm -mm. Let's see here. And these are just tweets. Um, I, a college student can assure you, I do not give a single fuck that Lori Laughlin paid her kids way into college an organization that prioritizes on stealing your money in the first place. I do care, however, that universities have students like Brock Turner walking around their campuses. That's true. Um, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And there's another tweet in here. I just kind of back out. Here we go. So many, Be so Aunt Becky is going to jail for 40 years for bribing a school. Not true. She might be. She probably isn't. Meanwhile, rapist Brock Turner, mur murderer George Zimmerman, and many, many murderous police officers are still walking free. America's hot garbage. Goodbye. I got to agree with you there too. Uh, then there's a very valid argument that Laughlin, I'm just reading the article, by the way, this isn't me saying anything. A white woman of privilege is hardly a prime example of the ills of excessively tough silences or sentences. <sighs> Many white people are being critical of the American judicial system. Now that Lori Laughlin and Becky is facing jail time. Where's this righteousness and eye for reform Ben while black and brown people sit in jail for things like weed while other profit from the industry. I get that. This guy's uh, Twitter right here is Fred T. Joseph, Frederick Joseph. I'm actually going to give him a quick follow. I got to pull up my phone so I can follow him. I'm not logged in on my computer. Um, I totally agree with that. And he's he's right. And the only reason it's gotten so much media attention is because it is Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky from Full House. Um, that, that's really only the reason it's gotten any attention. If it was some local... Um, and follow. Okay. If it was some local guy that paid his kids into some local private institution, it might hit the local news for like a week. But yeah, they're really, uh, they're really dragging this out. Um, and I think it's, I, I do think it's a little much, but 
you know, next up. Uh, along these lines, some engaged in this gripping dialogue, gripping dialogue, I can't fucking read today, about Laughlin's future posit that a 40-year sentence would seem unlikely, albeit possible, for a woman of her circumstances. This is another tweet. All these people who think Aunt Becky will actually serve anywhere near 40 years are delusional. <clears throat> That's true. She's really not going to do 40 years. She didn't fucking go on a killing spree. Um, yeah, I, there's going to be more updates on this. I mean, one, one of the articles that I pulled up while I was going through all this was from 20 hours ago. So it's it, they're just going to keep coming until some sort of solution is going to come up and she's going to get sentenced in some way. I don't know. Um, so soapboxing and current events aside, I was listening to Rogan's podcast the other day and he had uh, Burt Kreischer on, Tom Segura and Ari, I'm going to say his last name wrong, Shafur on. Um, all comics, all funny guys, they're all friends and they do a sober October challenge. Um, and I, it seemed like they agreed on one. I, I don't know if it's going to change, but I think what they agreed on was, and of course, all of October, not going to drink, um, not going to get high, anything like that. And they also had a, a challenge that they all have to do next to not drinking all month. And I think what they agreed on is they're just going to see who can run the most miles in a month, which Rogan is obviously going to win because he runs hills every day. Um, but it was making me think too that that would kind of be something fun to do that I should have the guys on to talk about um, something kind of similar except we have to do it in September because I'm getting married in October and I can't not drink and have a good time at my wedding and on our honeymoon. So I just thought that was cool. It's like a three and a half hour podcast. It's actually really funny. They don't just talk about the challenge but they, they bust each other's balls the whole time. So... If anyone's ever heard of any of those comics or if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, I'd recommend listening to that one. It's really funny. Um, not really informative like most of them usually are, but it, it is a funny podcast. Um, other than that, I really have nothing else for this week. I just wanted to get on the microphone and complain about a few things. Um, but other than that, I do have a guest scheduled for next Friday. Um, and I think I might have two guests on at the same time. Um, on ne next Friday. So I may do a Friday show. I may not do a Friday show. Um, it just all depends on timing and what's going on and how everything works out. But I do know for a fact that I will, unless anything, you know, unfortunate comes up, um, or if anyone's schedule gets screwed up that I will have two guests on next week. So other than that, have a good weekend. It's beautiful outside. Go sit at the pool, go for a run, go to the beach wherever you are, um, and I will talk to you next week.